<laughs> oh, I'm okay. How are you? Uh, no, no, we're not done with you yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing an entire bodily organ since the last time we I recorded am. this podcast. <laughs> I am. It did not want to stay with me anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was quite a quick turnover of events. I woke up Saturday. I was great Friday night. I woke up Saturday morning. I had some like pains, but I thought they were just gas pains that I usually get and then they go away. And then I went to a bridal shower. And as I'm at the bridal shower, I had a cramp, but it wasn't like excruciating. Like I could sit through it. It was fine. Mm-hmm. And then by like 3.30, it was getting worse. And I'm like, okay, I got to go. And luckily everything was done. It was that like weird, awkward half hour where it's like, it's over, but it's not. Yeah. People so are just like, lingering. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And um, yeah. And the drive home was so painful. And I drove home from Farmingdale and I'm like, oh my God people weren't driving I'm like hurry the fuck up like I couldn't get home fast enough and then it just came down to where I asked my aunt I'm like I I have to go to emergency and then once I got to the emergency room I just cried like I there was no position that helped I couldn't stand up straight I couldn't sit down I think hunched a little was the only thing that helped me yeah sure enough the doctor comes in and he's like he pushes right on that area he's like yeah it's your gallbladder then they're like yeah we're just gonna take it out I said, okay, sounds good to me. But it was just such a quick. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, I went from a baby shower to birthing my own gallbladder, which was very nice. This is actually funny because my mom had a somewhat similar experience as you because several years ago at this at this point, my sister and I had thrown my parents a surprise 25th wedding anniversary party. And Mm -hmm. it was like an after dinner, like cocktails, like small plates and desserts kind of party so Mm -hmm. they had gone out to dinner and while they were out to dinner we set everything up so we were up kind of late that's the point of that we were up kind of late and we were exhausted by the time everybody left so like everybody goes to bed and my sister and I we both slept in in the morning I think we probably slept in like 10 or 11 we get up like everything's fine my grandma had spent the night at our house and like she got up at seven or eight house was quiet she left got on her way and then <laughs> we all found out later that my mom had woken up in the middle of the night with severe abdominal pain to the point where she asked my dad to drive her to the hospital and it turned out that it was her gallbladder and she had to get it removed that night and they were gone and back in the time that it took me and my sister to wake up and so we like got up and we're like what's going on right <laughs> like, oh, oh wow. yeah mom just yeah. had to go to the hospital last night so I don't know if it's these big events that trigger these gallbladder incidents but right um... like, I, I wonder <laughs> and like everything else I have going on I'm like maybe it was just like stress that was like let's get an organ out of your body but <laughs> it was let me tell you though when they gave me that IV of the Delorted that just fucking took that pain away and I was in heaven I was like all right I can go home like if you just give me this for the rest of my life I'm gonna to- <laughs> <laughs> do you have your oxy yet or are you still waiting on that no insurance? still waiting on that but that's bullshit I got 200 milligram Advil and the nurse told me that I could take three of them at a time okay that's good. Were you on any of this medication last night when you watched Riverdale? <laughs> no. So I was <laughs> damn, come on. Like you finally have access <laughs> to the I pain know. medication you would need to get through this show. <laughs> 
I was impressed that she wanted to watch it. I felt like it was only going to make things worse. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just because I knew it was the last one. I was like, yeah. All right. I got to power do it. through. We got to uh-huh. power through. Yep. Well, this is I hate it. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And to get us started, here's our 60 second summary. Welcome to Doomsday in Riverdale, which is honestly a lot like every other day this season. Percival's final incantation has physically trapped everyone in Riverdale, and not even Tabitha's time-traveling abilities or Jughead's portal conjuring can work around that. Heather and Charles seek advice from Abigail's spirit, which is still trapped in the creepy Julian doll. And Abigail informs Cheryl that she can use her phoenix powers to burn up the comet before it strikes Riverdale. But there's a catch. Incinerating a comet is going to take up a lot of Charles' phoenix power, which means there's a pretty good chance that one or more of the people she has resurrected this season will die for real. Abigail also provides them with a way to pop Percival's imprisonment bubble, but she does none of this for free. In return, she demands the use of Tony and Charles' bodies as vessels for herself and Thomasina so they can bang in corporeal form one more time. Elsewhere in the last day on Earth panic, Archie proposes to Betty, Tabitha and Jughead watch Titanic and travel to the future to live out their lives together, and Veronica realizes that the single life might be good for her after all. But the really important thing Veronica realizes is that she can suck everyone's powers out of them and give them to Cheryl to fuel her phoenix powers and keep everyone alive. The science is dubious, but it works, and Cheryl is able to melt the comet and save Riverdale. There's just one problem. Riverdale has been displaced in time back to 1955, and that's the shit show we have to look forward to in season 7. Okay. How do you want to begin? Well, because I want to say I didn't exactly hate it, but it did feel like, wow, all of a sudden we can figure all these things out. Like they were able to figure out that I know they didn't have much time, but (laughs) their ideas were way more normal, logical ideas than they've ever had the entire season for things. I felt so Archie punching the invisible force no, field not that was that a part. good idea <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm sorry i uh let's blame the gallbladder on that one <laughs> no but just the whole like veronica figuring out why she's supposed to be there and i the thought whole... that was kind of weak honestly i don't it know it kind of was it kind of the was. science there uh didn't quite line up for me like i <laughs> They they tried. They tried. And yeah, again, I think it was just kind of a weak connection. I don't think that their superpowers can be drained from their blood like poison. That just doesn't sound right. But she does it. <laughs> yeah, I did love when she kissed the painting of Hiram and Yes. It like the paint starts to like <laughs> I wrote in my notes, I was like, where can I get a copy of this? Because I feel like this is Dawn's aesthetic and I would totally It really is. (laughs) (laughs) I just have like a crusty Hiram hanging in my house. Yes, like I feel like that would be great. And if, you know, we have a studio one day, we could hang it in our studio. Oh my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) We may just have to get a good, a good screenshot of that scene. Yeah. And just maybe we can commission if somebody out there is an artist and wants to do a reproduction for us, we'll pay you. Yeah. It'd a be conservative amount because we're poor, but like we'll pay you. <laughs> right. I... There's two, and I'll bring them up as we talk about them. Okay. But first thing, again, I brought this up last week. It's like we're in the dome. They're like standing yeah. there poking at it, and it's like, <laughs> but yeah, it's also it... a sorry, a Marvel, a total Marvel reference as well. To which I completely forgot about, but in WandaVision, Westview is in a bubble, and. I thought of that too. And I'm like, this season has gone very superhero-y. Yeah. Well, and 
Uh, I was reading an interview with Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he was like really obsessed with like the super teens and stuff. So obviously that influence is bleeding through. He also referenced like Stephen King a lot. Yeah. Um, speci- I mean, specifically the last episode was called The Stand, which is a Stephen King book. So it's very blatant. Yeah. And we've we've talked about Stephen King on this uh, podcast before in reference to Riverdale, Reggie wanting to hook up with his car and you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. So obviously there are influences that are bleeding through here, but the dome thing was like, set, I don't know. Everything about this was very convenient um, in terms of like, wow, Percival did a really good job fucking them up before he left and died or went to hell or wherever he went yeah wherever he got this bubble like not only prevents tabitha from transporting people like outside of time or whatever which is weird because she and jughead do that later but like okay and then (laughs) it also prevents jughead from traveling to other dimensions like this is just like a very nice convenient little bubble yes it cut them off from literally everything right and people can come in but they can't go out it's hotel california (laughs) (laughs) which i've said about riverdale before without a bubble like because people just can't seem to leave riverdale or they come they end up returning for whatever reason yep like mary by the way (laughs) remember when she like remarried a woman (laughs) because i totally okay no i didn't okay (laughs) like who the fuck is she talking about who the fuck yeah i'm like i'm like i was about to say bonnie i'm like what the fuck bonnie Bonnie. (laughs) Yeah, and that the fact that she married her too, like I, I, the, I subtly remember the lesbian part, part, but yeah, the whole like marrying her, I didn't know, I forgot happened. I don't remember if the marrying part did happen or if we're just meant to assume that it happened since she just talked about divorcing her. I don't know that we like ever saw that. Maybe right. she said to RG, "We're gonna get married." I don't know, but it was such a blip and it was so long ago that it took me a real long time to be like, "Who the fuck is?" Brooke <laughs> it was such what a blip that, that I feel like Archie was even like let me think oh oh but I thought you guys oh, were good like he was right, even yeah. like confused too like <laughs> yeah I uh, feel like they wrote that in at the last second to be like oh remember she did have a, a wife at one point let's just like throw that in there for funsies and I also love how Kevin thinks that the government should intervene when I didn't think there was a government in Riverdale <laughs> Oh, did he mean Riverdale government or did he mean like U.S. government? I mean, no, it U.S. Matter. government. But even the reference is just like, I, we don't know where right. you are. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. People, I mean, the FBI seems to care what goes on in Riverdale, but nobody yeah. else seems to care what's going on in Riverdale. The the shit that they let Hiram get away with for the longest time, like. That's true. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous and like nobody cared when percival came in and was like mind controlling people like they didn't ever try to uh, you know what it's neither here nor there so yeah and i did love also moose referring to baby anthony now as big anthony i okay i almost missed that because it sounds so similar and i was just like wait did he just call him big anthony <laughs> and i was like wait a minute i don't like that he's always baby anthony forever do you um did you ever read the kids book um Streganona? Yes. With the magic pasta pot. Yes. <laughs> and the and the kid who fucks up and like makes it generate pasta until the end of time. That his name is yes. Big Anthony. Big Anthony, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Big Anthony. Oh and my the pasta god. Pot. <laughs> <laughs> Check that one out, guys, if you haven't already. Yeah. Streganona. 
have fun with our references. Anyway, so I guess we should start with Abigail because Abigail is actually responsible for everything that happens <laughs> to save Riverdale except yes. for Veronica. But Heather and Cheryl basically go to the creepy Julian doll where Abigail is still just chilling and mm-hmm. they ask her what to do and she's like well you guys are kind of fucked but like you could use your phoenix powers to melt the comet and Cheryl's like could it really be that simple and I'm just like oh god <laughs> like of course it could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of creative manpower left in this uh, series. No. So she gathers everybody together to tell them that. And then she's like, bad news is it's going to use up all my power, which means that some of the people that I resurrected this season are going to die, mm-hmm. which is like a bummer because it's a lot of main characters. But there were also some expendable characters in there that I feel like would have been OK to kill, like Nana Rose. Did you see her reaction when her name was mentioned? She was like, <laughs> what? It's like, listen, you are so fucking old. <laughs> like, right? Like you go. could drop dead tomorrow regardless. It doesn't matter Ugh. if there's a comment or not. What purpose did you think you were going to serve being back? So whatever. Yeah. So I was like, all right, fine. Like we may lose Frank or Sheriff Keller or something. Like I feel like, you know, they might have taken somebody important away. But mm-hmm. in general, I was like, okay, this is like not so bad. But then there's a, another cat. And she asks Tony to stay behind to talk to her about this. And this is like one of the more disgusting things I feel like I've ever seen on this show. It was just like, what? So Abigail wants to use Cheryl and Tony's bodies so that she and Thomasina can inhabit them temporarily so they can bang one more time before the world ends. Which can I tell you was the hottest sex scene in all of Riverdale episodes I've ever was seen. Was it really? I Did thought you really it was. Think that? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Betty and Archie shower sex scene is the hottest. That was good. All right. The top two, only two. Like The problem I I'll had with that. this was the soft focus lens and the kind oh. of slow motion. I don't know. It was like, the it music? was very soft core porn yes. in a way that I was like, okay, but this is on the CW. So this is going to be super lame. Like if they had been able to show anything more significant, any boobs or going down on each other, amazing. But they can't show that on the CW. Right. So this was just going to be like a tease. And the music was very 365 to me that I felt like if we were able to get more, it would have been phenomenal. Well, that's what I was thinking. And that's why I'm surprised that you liked it so much because I was frustrated because I was like, well, don't tease us with this. Like you can't actually show anything good. So go away. But quick diversion about 365. They released the first four minutes of the movie on YouTube. And so oh. I watched it tonight, but it's like, it, it's a whole lot of fucking nothing. I was going to send it to you and I was just like, nope, this is not even worth her time. So I will just pass on that. But <laughs> they haven't released an actual trailer. So that's kind of annoying. Which is surprising since it comes out in a few weeks. Yeah, but they're trying to tease. Like, I don't think they could do one without revealing whether or not Laura died. Oh, true, true, true. In that incident. I mean, we know she didn't. Like, that would just be ridiculous. But they're still trying to tease us with that. Okay, I'm sorry. That was a... Sorry, Riverdale. Yep. Already thinking ahead to better things. Mm -hmm. So, okay. (laughs) Tony agrees to this. And they claim that they wake up remembering nothing. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. 
but it's so weird to think about like waking up naked next to like your ex knowing that your bodies were banging right exactly. <laughs> overnight and you just weren't a party to it except physically it's just like <laughs> it's so weird and they have like a weird awkward moment and tony leaves and charles like eh. So later in the episode, Heather says that like she knows that they're soulmates and so she's going to kind of like step back and whatever. So I don't know what it is with this show and like trying to like drive apart established couples, but it's very annoying to me. Yeah. And it's and it always comes down to the whole soulmate scenario right who's i thought that i thought she was gonna use the term endgame and i was already oh me too ready and pissed for it but no she says your fate is written in the stars it transcends time and like that's so much better than you guys are endgame right <laughs> so i'm really glad that they went that direction instead of the endgame direction if i make a shirt of that will it get cut <laughs> will i be taking over disney property i don't know I don't know. Let's try it. <laughs> I do like Cheryl and Tony as a couple, but the fact that now she would have to come between Tony and Fangs to to do that and like they have a baby now, it's so much more complicated. Yeah. And it's not like it could be a thruple because Cheryl would not be into Fangs, I'm guessing. So Yeah, like, I don't think she is. I don't know how they're going to make this happen without it being really awful. <laughs> so And also, really quick, does is Big Anthony staying Big Anthony? Yes. Like are they going They just went over all the difficult years. They just totally Dawn, like I have a lot of questions about this and there are a lot of the same questions as I had when we watched old because mm. how does he know things? Like he rapidly aged, but like did he live those years with his parents like being raised by his parents did he go to school did or were they just zapped and he went from one to the other and that's it i i don't know and but then like where or was he in his... a different universe yeah does no, he have any memories of his growing up or is the last thing he knows is that he was a baby like i don't yeah it's weird i don't understand it and it's i mean they're not gonna explain it they didn't explain it no either so <laughs> But, like, he should have the brain of an infant right now, and he doesn't. So there's something exactly. weird going on there. Okay, so, like, elsewhere in the in the uh, end of the world panic, because everyone's just kind of, like, having existential crises right now, uh, which I guess is fine. Like, I just, I feel like it's hard to feel like there's a sense of urgency about this because we know, like, everybody's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. so when they're all running around panicking and and archie's like will you marry me to betty and she's like oh Whoa, my God. buddy the worst part is that he asked veronica for a ring which i feel like that was, was <laughs> a just bit telling her <laughs> giving her the news alone was enough and then he's like but do you have a ring i could use <laughs> it's like oh my god yeah way to just dig the dagger deeper He's such a fucking idiot. And, mm -hmm. you know, honestly, I think it's totally possible that they could have gotten to a point of like genuine friendship where this she could genuinely be happy for them getting married. But you still shouldn't do that. Right. <laughs> it could never get to a point where it would be OK to ask your ex-girlfriend to help you pick out the engagement ring for your current girlfriend. That's not that's not right. But it's not how that works. No, that's not how any of this works. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then Betty turns him down because she's like, I don't really want to do this 
immediately, you know, like, let's just kind of focus on the problem at hand here. And then like Mm -hmm. tomorrow we can get married when we're still alive and you know, everything. And she gives him this nice long speech about how like, you don't always have to be the hero and it's okay to be scared. Blah, blah. Nope. Archie turns around and is like, I'm going to go bust through this force field all on my <laughs> I'm gonna, own. I'm going to marry you, Betty Cooper. Like, oh, my <laughs> so God. So I can marry Betty. And he's just like, he drives to the edge of town <laughs> and literally is just punching the force field. Oh, my God. With what weapon is that? It's something out of like, I don't know. But he's trying 16th to use century. Yeah, use his super strength to to fix the problem. And then Mary comes and talks to him, right? Yeah. She's the one who, and they start talking about his dad and how, like, he he's always felt like he has to emulate his dad, make his dad proud. It's just, it's all very nice and whatever, but. It is, but also, I don't think Fred would have done half no. of the things no. that Archie's done. <laughs> no. And he's probably looking down at Archie from heaven being like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like 99% of the time. And this conversation leads to one of my favorite lines I've ever heard in the show, which is when Archie goes back to Betty and is like, yes. mom thinks I might have a hero complex. <laughs> and it's like, like, no shit. Thank you. Oh my God. He, she might as well have said, I think my son might have red hair. Like it's so fucking uh-huh obvious that he has and the fact that he presents it like i might have a hero complex right son look in the mirror you are a hero complex yeah (laughs) exactly idiot and then betty proposes to archie because why not because why not and actually i read about this in that interview with ras and he was saying that they they have a general rule when they're writing for riverdale that like when somebody's in trouble when like a a female in Riverdale is in trouble. It can't be a male that comes to their rescue. And they applied that to the proposal too. Gotcha. But before all of this, Betty is reckoning with her own life and lifestyle choices. And she talks to Drake. Agent Drake comes back. Didn't need to see that bitch again. (laughs) She's like, oh, um, the FBI wants us to lead a special department to hunt serial killers and betty's like you know what nah and agent drake's like does this have anything to do with archie and i was like bitch stop (laughs) she's obsessed man that was like right as soon as she starts she was like i hate to even like say this but and i'm like you're gonna throw this in archie's face aren't you (laughs) you're gonna lay this in the asshole Oh my God. And again, I think that probably has to do with the way that they try to write their female characters and say that like, no, this like, this didn't have anything to do with Archie. This is everything to do with my character arc and how I'm choosing to live my life going forward. Like, I don't want to be in the darkness anymore. I want to go towards the light, blah, blah, blah. So I guess Betty has found some sort of inner peace and clarity and is going to live happily ever after with Archie unless Veronica has something to say about it. So which who knows at this point? Who knows? No, but we should talk about Veronica. She's very suddenly embracing her single life and the fact that she's alone. But I just don't think it feels genuine. But at genuine. the same time, wants to be with Reggie when this all goes down. As friends, Dawn. As, As friends. friends. And that, that gets reiterated several times. 
but it's just so funny that he asks her oh if we survive what are you what are you gonna do and she of course has the elaborate oh i'll travel paris with katie shopping in paris whatever and then she's like what would you do and he's so this kid is so innocent and it's kind of adorable because he's like i'd get a dog (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i'm like oh he's like i never had a dog and i just thought that was the sweetest thing because it's like he's just so simple and Everybody makes him out to be this dunce, but it's really just, he's hes just a simple guy. Right. It and doesn't take a lot to make him happy. Yes. He, yes. And that doesn't he, make like, him stupid. You know, like right. it's just, it was cute. It was a cute moment. And then him also trying to think like, can we bone one last time? And she's right. like, and no. Like, <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? I mean, I guess she would have killed him at that point. So they couldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, that's what I would have been thinking too. Like, I mean, somebody Just should give bang. It, throw him a bone, literally. Somebody Come should on. bang on the last night that Riverdale exists. And to that end, Tabitha and Jughead are our other couple, I guess, who's dealing with the end of the world. And they do that by watching Titanic. <laughs> Which I found odd until I realized probably what the connection was. Yeah, but, um... it was a thinly veiled metaphor. <laughs> yeah. But it was just one of those, like, I'm like, oh, a comet's ice, and then the Titanic hits the iceberg, and then, like, all of the rest of whatever they were trying to compare it to. But Yeah, um, well, the sacrifice, the sacrifice that Jack mm-hmm. makes for Rose at the end. Right. After watching it and being all emotional and all that, she goes, I want one more epic date, and all we need is a minute. And this was, <laughs> yeah, I man, cried. All we need is a minute if you do it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That neither of us have experienced. So, <laughs> well, oh, you might have. I'm sorry. Have. <laughs> Hang on. Um. <laughs> anyway, back to me crying during this. Yeah, sorry, I ruined your emotional recollection with my sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. obviously, Tabitha is able to speed go through time and all that, and she shows them their life at every stage. Until they're old. And I thought that was really fucking adorable. And I cried. And it was cute. And um, I still can't believe how many times you've cried watching Riverdale. It's a little bit concerning. They have some moments. I'm sorry. I just, in this whole season, I really didn't feel a lot of emotional connection to the characters. Because that's not what this season was. We had a lot of plot. We had a lot of things going on. But we didn't do a lot of character building and development. So I really didn't feel like I was attached to anybody oh yeah no it's not necessarily attachment to the characters it's the scenario or the what they're dealing with so the fact it could have been any two people doing this it was just a Mm -hmm. very sweet sincere thing that happened that that and again i'm not notebook bawling i'm just (laughs) oh good (laughs) just a couple of tears like just it was sweet and sentimental and all that but um yeah no it's not necessarily the characters involved it's just the scene yeah well i guess then you really bested in the idea that this was going to be their last night on earth was that it for you it was just like yeah it was yeah it was accepting it was accepting that it was their let like this is it this is what it could have been and yeah we're just gonna go out together kind of thing so if you had in the way that you could have like a last meal if you could have like a last movie do you know what movie you would watch oh no that's a ridiculously hard question I know. It's basically like asking what's your favorite movie. <laughs> well, yeah, be- but it's the last thing you'll watch because like I I mean, I have some favorite movies that I feel like would not be appropriate for like, the last thing I ever watch. Like I don't want to go out on the end of seven. 
Right. Yeah. No. That's a great movie, though. <laughs> like I um, don't, yeah. I don't want to just do that. I probably want to go out on a comedy. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go out on Titanic, <laughs> to be honest. No. Like, I love Titanic, but damn, it's a bummer. And if you're about to die anyway, like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I definitely pick a comedy. I think I'd pick definitely a Kevin Smith. So either like Jay and Silent Bob and Wall Rats or something like that. You think I was going to say human centipede? Because that would have been hilarious. No. <laughs> no. And I really hope that would not be your last movie. Like, I think. Oh, my God. Would, I would recommend you for psychological evaluation if that was the last we thing you wanted time. to see before leaving this earth. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I saw it twice. That's enough. Even once is too much. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh. Anyway. So, oh. <laughs> about their time traveling i couldn't decide if i hated or loved the fact that baby jughead at every stage had a beanie (laughs) well we had (laughs) he was born with a beanie he came out of the womb with a beanie (laughs) oh it hurts to laugh okay (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) maybe no it's okay it's okay no that's hilarious and it's also kind of like we don't really need to prove it's jughead's kid yeah, exactly. Like, he doesn't have to look like Cole Sprouse. He just needs to wear a beanie. And it's already yeah. established. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so that's what's going on. And then right. Veronica, as we kind of touched on earlier, Veronica realizes that her poison dialysis powers can be put to use by sapping everyone of their superpowers and giving them to Cheryl so that she has backup source of energy for her phoenix powers and hopefully that will prevent any of the resurrected people from dying so again the science is very tenuous on this and she says that if everybody slices their hands and holds hands and she can just kind of suck it all out through their blood right and uses another stephen king reference which one was that it oh right yeah when the losers club they all slash their hands and make a path yep Right. And um, she like directly says it. So it's not. Even oh, yeah. Subtle. No, there was no like, you know, fake, you know, it wasn't yes. Bailey's Comet, if you know what I'm saying. And then to transfer the powers to Cheryl, she's got to kiss her. And for, you hated it. For what purpose? Because honestly, like the only reason was because Cheryl was not going to cut her own hand. And yeah. she was like, you will not cut my alabaster skin. And it was like, Bitch, the world is going to end? Yeah. You can cut your hand. It'll heal. Yeah. And for then Veronica's like, no, don't worry. I'm just going to transfer it to you by kissing you. And then Cheryl does say, "Um, are you fucking queer baiting? And uh, hello, I have the same question. And then Veronica's like, it's not queer baiting. It's saving the world. And (laughs) I wanted to like punch my TV. (laughs) I mean, she's not wrong. Neither of them are wrong. But that's when Veronica could just come back and be like, well, I could cut your hand, but you don't want right. me to. Yeah, So exactly. what else do you propose? So like, okay, I get the back and forth. But at that point, it's like, it's the last ditch effort, really. It, that was like a very frustrating moment to me. It's like, just because you call yourself out for doing something does not negate the fact that you're actually doing it. And the reason why you're doing it is is pretty weak because Cheryl could have just cut her hand. And like I said... Mm-hmm. It's the end of the fucking world. You're going to be toast if you don't do this. So to protest about that feels really ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But anyway, this happens 
And then we get to the final scene of the show in which everybody's singing for some inexplicable reason. And it's like, we almost got there. We almost got to the end without a musical number. We almost did. And it was not good. The lip syncing was bad. Just when we thought we were done with them. Uh, I honestly, I hate that I didn't see it coming. I feel like I should have, but I mean, I'm so upset. <laughs> I know. It was one of those where we were texting and I don't think you were ahead of me. I just think that I wasn't looking at my phone. So mm-hmm. once I looked at my phone, you were like, no. Like, no. <laughs> just no repeatedly. And yeah. Like, fuck off. I think I said fuck off like eight oh, times. Oh, you were angry. Yes. Like, no. I was just so pissed. So fine, whatever. They sing this song. It's a Billie Eilish song, I believe. Mm. And it's like a whole montage of everybody hunkering down for the end of the world and Cheryl getting ready to burn the comet, whatever. So the comet comes, she burns it, and she's just like screaming this incantation at it. And then it cuts to black and it's like, how can you possibly go to commercial at this point? Like, I know they wanted to leave us on a cliffhanger, but just tonally, like, how do you leave that and then right. go to i don't remember what the commercial was but like just imagine something absolutely ridiculous and it's just like it totally kills the vibe and then we come back from the commercial break and Jughead's like so did cheryl save everybody and uh did like all the people who came back from the dead are they still alive yeah <laughs> yeah like, oh okay we have another season they have to be thank you thank you yeah thanks for that but um okay you could have just showed us that instead of weird voiceover narration there we go but it has to be that way because now they're leading us into the whole thing of season seven which is apparently something went wonky in this whole thing and riverdale is now back in the 1950s 1955 to be precise Hmm. kind of where it belongs but also at the same time like no thanks and They're all teenagers again, which really rankles me because they did the right thing by aging them up. And right, now, now we're bringing them, we're right aging back down. them down. And let me tell you, they didn't look like teenagers before. They look even less like teenagers now. Mm-hmm. And the only person who remembers anything that happened in like normal Riverdale is Jughead. Right. So that's where we're at. I'm not excited. I hate it. Don, I hate it. The minute the song Only You came up, I'm like, no, 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 no. And you just see Archie wake up in his bed. I'm like, no. Yeah, I had, I mean, I had concerns, but I wasn't sure when he started, like, the radio was super old. And I'm like, but they have super old shit in present day Riverdale. So, yes. Uh, so that's like, why I was that like, that might okay, not but then mean once... anything. Yeah. But then, like, he just wakes up and then I'm like, oh, God, once the music started, I was like, and we're back. <sighs> I like the retro aspect, but I don't like where it's going. No. I've always liked when they would do cute little retro things here and there. Like when Sabrina went to get Jughead and all that kind of stuff. Like the 100th episode where it was them, you know. Right. In Archie Heaven or wherever the fuck it was. And they were all (laughs) in their (laughs) 50s garb. Chocolate shop in the sky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was fine. But like if we're going to get a whole season of this shit, I don't know. Yeah. So... From what I've read in that interview, I'm just like referencing this interview constantly, but that's good because I didn't do any reading. Well, they haven't written season seven yet, but the intention is to stay in the 50s for some time. So it's not just going to be like a one episode and done kind of thing. 
but I think the vibe I got was that it's kind of similar to River Vale, where um, (laughs) it's all in the same like continuity of stuff still going on. And then there was the the interviewer asked an interesting question about how they're going to handle their um, LGBTQ relationships, given that like in the 50s, that wasn't Mm -hmm. an open and out kind of thing. So they're going to have to figure out a way to handle that. <laughs> but it's like we're going backwards. Like, Yeah, now we're going literally. And going how back. many times have we now done the whole process of like coming out is hard and being gay is hard. And like, yes, it is. But like we're repeating mm-hmm. the same storylines again and again. It doesn't make it new or edgy or more relevant. It's just like. Right we've come so far that I think that's what's the biggest problem I have with this is we have come so far and we have corrected a lot of the things that were wrong with Riverdale. I mean, there are still several problems, but we've corrected some of them, like the aging up and, you know, just kind of having more openness and, and whatever. But now we're regressing back to the fifties and it's like, why? <laughs> why are yeah, that, you that's doing quite this the, the time, the decade of, like, if they went back to the 80s, maybe, even the 70s. They're probably going to deal with racism again. Mm. You know, like, we're going to, like. Yeah, we're going to have to do all this shit over again. And it's just. We've got, we've got that in the present day. We still have racism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, just stay in the present. We can still uh, deal with it. <laughs> it's going to be uh, a shit show. It's going to be terrible. I'm like real mad about but, it know, because it like is... we're going to have to watch it. <laughs> we, yeah. Uh-huh. But like we have to. And I even thought I was like, shit, do we give up at this point? Because I, I kind of want to. But it is just one more season. Right. And, and we've, we technically we've only did three. This far. Well, for the podcast. But we've subjected right. ourselves. But to we've actually watched the, the whole show. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like we have to do it as a completionist effort. But man, if this were like a book and I was just reading it individually on my own, I would probably you not stop finish. Yeah. <laughs> this is not worth my time. <laughs> oh, I yep, totally so get it. There's that. We have no idea when it's coming back. I'm no. guessing next year because we haven't seen anything or heard anything that they are filming right and you even and they haven't written it haven't written it (laughs) yes not that that matters i mean i half the time i feel like they just go out there with rough drafts and yeah say this is good enough but yeah so it'll probably be maybe january january yeah that's usually their favorite time to shine yeah so we have a nice long break here to recover from the trauma Yeah, and we could just, and we're just going to fill it with insane movies that we choose. Yes. Speaking of, our (laughs) August lineup is out. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it's super ambitious considering Dawn just had surgery. (laughs) I know. I'm literally in the bed and I'm like, okay, so I made a change on something. Is our schedule still going to be the same? I want to make sure I put the release. Like, I was just still honed in on making sure. I wasn't even going to mention it. But I was going to talk to you about like reducing our schedule to, you know, make sure that like you were going to have enough time to recover. And then the next thing I know, you're posting on Instagram our movie schedule and it's all five. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing all five. (laughs) Yeah, man, I got it in me. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, so you till death was this week. Then we have hypnotic. Then we have the resort. Then we have midnight me train. 
And then we have nocturnal animals. And um, of course, September, we're going to give you 365. Obviously, yeah, that is coming. (laughs) Literally. Well, I'm looking forward to hating movies with you. Yay. (laughs) All August long. (laughs) All August long. And you know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, website. Don't forget, merch is up and treat us to a cocktail. I'll be able to have another one in about a week or so. So why not treat us to one then? And um, until then, that's Endgame? Question mark? (laughs) Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Yep.